Hey, Martyr. Oh my God, hi. Listeners want to know what's going on with your love life. Oh my God, don't get me started. These apps have me going crazy. I'm on there for hours, but I can't seem to find a date. Have you heard of Motto? Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with the bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfish after catfish, and I feel like I'm always scrolling the grid. Well, on Motto, every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. I love that. Sounds like my kind of app. Get Motto today by going to the link in this episode's description or use invite code ZVOGS when signing up. That's ZVOGS when signing up. Ooh, I think I will. Motto, gay and queer hookups without the nonsense. Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. Hi, kids. Hello. What are we doing? Who are we doing today? Who are we talking to? Oh, my God. We haven't introduced ourselves. I'm Artir. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Wing It Out. Now, who are we talking to? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> we are interviewing Madam Vivian B. Hello, 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 everybody. Yay. Hi, hi. Hi, Diva. My name hi. is Madame Oh, Vivian is it Madame? B. I was going to ask if it was Madame or Madam. Oh, I th- I say Madame. It's how Bob the Drag Queen would say my name whenever he introduced me. <laughs> it's the really? only way you can actually understand it because it's okay. so long. There's yeah. just so many words. It's, so he would say Madame Vivian V. And it was great. I love it. That's because he's from Atlanta. Oh, we love Atlanta. Oh, yeah. Well, I've never been, but I love the stories of Atlanta. <laughs> and I love Shauna Brooks oh, and yeah. Nicole Page Brooks. Uh, yeah, I've seen them perform. They're incredible. I don't know if you saw them. Oh, recently yeah. oh. at the um the book premiere. Oh my God, what can I think of the book with Amber Alert? Mm-hmm. She yes, wrote a book. Yes, yes. You were there too, Martyr. <laughs> I was. I was working. It was, it I was popped in at the last minute, but I ha- I had hired Shauna for my show Clusterfuck Cabaret. Yeah, and then I hired Nicole for my party Fruit Snacks. It was fabulous. The whole Brooks family up in, yes. in town. Incredible. Um, before we start, let's talk about the glams. We were all there. <laughs> we were. Oh, we were. Did you guys we lost. Woo! We all lost. <laughs> well, I mean, I wasn't nominated. <laughs> you couldn't lose. <laughs> I I couldn't lose. But I I was so. Now, listen. How many years have y'all been going to the glams? Well, years as in visiting, like watching it, many. Okay. Years as in being nominated, three. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> So I started going. And you've won a glam award. I did? Yeah, because I was reading about it. Yeah, for best door (laughs) goddess. From best what? Door goddess. I did? Yeah, (laughs) I I was reading about it. When the hell did I win that? Well, the interview was from like 2016. So From who? Who, who Uh, Odyssey. There's no way I've won. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) Like maybe you're that nominated. I don't know. 
It didn't. Oh, oh it's, I, there's, I think I was nominated. I'm pretty sure yeah. I attended, but I'm pretty sure Scarlet Envy won that one. You see, Scarlet, she always wins everything. She That's was, true. So she's just, she's so pretty. How could she lose? That's right. She won at life. She won the genetic lottery. Yes, she did. Yes, she, she did. Oh, my goodness. I, but if I won, I, I never gave my acceptance speech. I'd like to thank... <laughs> Maybe you just nominated. You were, uh, I just I... looked up the interview. You were nominated. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put it in our outline, so clearly I didn't find it that I... notable. <laughs> oh Your God. research team is real. <laughs> but I mean, that combined with a bad memory on my part, like we could anything could be possible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who would check, to be honest? <laughs> oh, God. yeah. Let's just say, and you remember when I won RuPaul's Drag Race? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Season, yes. season five. Season five. Season five, it was. Oh, no. no don't, I'm not that one. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, wait. No, that's Jinx. That's oh, we Jinx. love Jinx. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Jinx. I was thinking someone else. Oh, oh no, oh. that sounds shady. Okay, Ooh. let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk more about you. Let's just get into it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, the glams. Well, okay, real quick about the glams yeah. this year. I thought everyone looked so beautiful. I agree. So goddamn beautiful. I've never seen that much beauty in 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 a room. Like that was just. It was amazing. It was gorgeous. And it's really interesting. It's really interesting how the vibe of the whole event has changed. One, oh, sold I out. Know. Sold yes. out was crazy. Sold out to where I went to go. I had to rebuy some tickets and ended up being sold fake tickets. Fake. And I didn't know they were fake until I got to the door. And the door person told me that they were fake. And my friends and I were all there dressed to the nine. <laughs> like we're talking couture. And oh my God. Luckily, How did they you get it? Well, it's, I mean, I am charming. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, even in a room of icons, I'm an icon. Why not? That's right. That's right. <laughs> exactly. So that's why we have we you. Here. In, but it was also, that's right. God damn it. I'm grateful to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. <laughs> um, it was it was also the uh the well everyone was so nice like the acceptance speeches you know you're worthy you're worthy and and uh and and everyone's so beautiful we should all be so proud of ourselves we're like back in my day yeah uh, you know, oh, <laughs> like, i was there for the, the old awards were hosted by bianca del rio yep. bob the drag and bob and yep. other monsters you know it was just mm -hmm. but, but lady bunny like lady was, bunny yeah lady bunny, yeah. 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 It was it, it was it was a vicious display of, it was. of 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 vintage drag culture. I guess it's vintage now. I guess now. I don't know. I still love a good read. Um it's Me too. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It but you have to it was like um like like I was, I was standing next to Ari Kiki when uh, Mr. Email Kiki won this year mm -hmm. for Drag King of the Year. That's which right. Which is so nice. Finally, so nice. Um, and uh, and then and what what I'm next to Ari Kiki, I turned to Ari Kiki and and I'm like, you must be so proud. <laughs> and and Ari said, finally, the Kiki name was said on that stage. I <laughs> die happy. 
And I'm like, well, you better get on with it. You know, and, and <laughs> you I like that kind of rapport. You know, it's, it's cute. It keeps on your toes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, oh, you're not God. wrong. No. We gotta get you on a wigging watcher. Yeah. Oh, oh I'd God. love that. What's is that where you watch drag race? Uh, no, we watch um really terrible movies and we do commentary on it. Oh, yes. I love that. <laughs> we oh, just did Fifty Shades of Grey today. Yeah. Oh, no, you did? I, I mean, I've never seen it and I've never had a desire, but if I could talk about it. Well, yeah, no, it, exactly. It, That's it, was, it was a nightmare to watch. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> um, but that was those were my thoughts on the glams. Perfect. Now we'll get more into you. <laughs> oh, please. Get deep into me. Oh, yes, we'll do it. <laughs> um, so what was life like growing up around the country, especially a pig farm in Washington State? <laughs> what was life like? Well, it's um, well, Washington State is it's like living in a painting. You don't realize that it's like that when you're there. Uh, but once you leave and you see other parts of the world, you're like, oh, wow, that was gorgeous. Um, <laughs> growing up on a farm is nothing like the cartoons. Nothing at all. Uh, it is. Uh, it is. It is a lot of work. Um, it's very smelly. Yeah. And and, uh, and I mean, well, I'll be honest. My, I didn't really. I didn't enjoy my childhood very much at all. Um, but I mean, there are there are happy moments. Um, but uh, it. it it was um it was really stressful it was so stressful and so confusing the whole time uh i mean i was as queer as you know a summer day is long and i'm the exact same way that i am now but i uh, i did not feel that i it was safe for me mm. to connect with those feelings so i bottled them up and i buried them in a deep 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 denial Mm -hmm. until I was 21 and moved to New York and I saw Hugh Jackman's one-man show on Broadway and I was like yep I'm gay (laughs) (laughs) how it usually goes right (laughs) the amount of people that that man turned in the audience (laughs) if only he could just turn himself that'd be great I mean you know (laughs) We've all it's, heard the it's, rumors. It's questionable. I'm determined <laughs> to find out if they're true. There's only one way to find out. <laughs> oh, my God. Goodbye. <laughs> so you came to New York, and then you did start working in theater. You were working for a Broadway producer. Yes. What was that oh. like? <laughs> oh, my God. That was a dream come true. Okay. So um, I did theater as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. I performed at a community theater called the Drew Harvey Theater. Uh, it was a fabulous experience and, uh, I, I, I had an obsession with theater. I had an obsession with playing pretend, making fantasy worlds, uh, being anybody other than myself at the time. And it was, um, you know, it's all rooted. Uh, and, uh, I, but like a career in acting was not really supported by my family. Like they, they, it like they would never have paid for art school, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And I made a lot of my life decisions based off of musicals. And I saw Mel Brooks as the producers. And I was like, an accountant. I could be an accountant. <laughs> and that was something that my family would support. And then I could enter, you know, producing through the back door and then be the person that, you know, holds the paint, not just the paintbrush, but like holds the paint, the paintbrush, the canvas, all of it, and helps put the whole masterpiece together. And uh, I was really good at math. And so, uh, so I went to school for accounting uh, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, uh, and then it, the time came when it was like, all right, it's either, you know, now or never. And I looked up a bunch of jobs uh, in, in the theater world. And I landed an interview for one of them at Dodger Properties, uh, which is run by Michael David, who is my favorite Broadway producer. I wrote my high school graduation paper about him. He produced Into the Woods, The Who's Tommy, Jersey Boys, and I landed the job. It was crazy. You know, <laughs> it's, in my first week, one of my duties was to guard the table of Patty Lapone and Mandy Patinkin after the opening night of Patty and Mandy. Oh my like, goodness. You know, I had Milky White sitting behind me at my desk, the original Milky White. I I set her up in a field of poinsettias during the holiday season. <laughs> um, it was crazy. I got to meet celebs like Robert De Niro, who I called Bobby. Oh. Um, it is, you know, Sherry Renee Scott, um, uh, Alan Minken. It was, it was crazy. And uh, uh, it was a lot of fun. But, you know, like, it, do you know Into the Woods? Of course. Mm -hmm. I do. Okay. Mm -hmm. so, I do too. You know, you know that, you know, how can you know what you want till you find what you want? Then mm -hmm. you realize the thing that you want is the thing you wanted in the first place. I think that's the line. Um, but yeah, it was real poetry there. Um, and time. <laughs> so I got what I wanted. I literally got the whole experience that 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 I could ever dream of. Because you know, here here you are on Broadway. You finally did it, kid. Name and playbills, all that, and it just and I wasn't too happy with it. Um, it was the theater world seemed too conservative. I, um, what I realized is I didn't want to be in the theater. I wanted to live in the world that the theater was creating. Mm -hmm. And so, um, while I was, I was working there, so grateful for my experience there, by the way, everyone that worked there was just a dream and they were all so sweet to me and they were all so so caring as you know i was i was young and fresh to the city and it didn't you know not very experienced in life and and it was a it was great um but uh i uh i was living in in brooklyn still living in brooklyn i i have this loft in bushwick it's been my home for like a, a decade or so and i was living with these wild bohemians this this nudist uh uh like urban farming couple and uh <laughs> and this punk rocker that was also a dispatcher at a at a carpentry center or something I don't know and uh and then a gallery owner and um oh and they were crazy uh, all of them they're still crazy we're friends and um and 
they they liked me because I grew up on a farm. And so they uh they asked they they said I could live with them and I I rented this twin mattress in the corner of the loft with a bunch of pallets as my walls for like $700 a month and um they were they were such free spirits and always just making art whether it be you know well actually without caring whether it was good or bad they were just there to express and at the same they they uh I, they introduced me to so many incredible people that were like-minded like them who were just you know creating just to create and one of them this girl Janira Martinez she uh she heard about this festival Bushwick mm. and uh and she sent me the the Facebook invite and she said you better work WERK <laughs> and uh and and I and I was like you know what? yeah maybe I should. I've never done it before, but I should. I should. I've, I'd always thought about doing drag. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I should go perform at this festival. And I messaged them and I told them that I, I about the act that I wanted to do. And they were like, this that sounds cute. It was going to be a recreation of the Shakespeare Sisters music video, Stay. And uh, then I discovered drag. And at the time, you know, you, you, uh, drag was growing in popularity thanks to RuPaul's Drag Race. And you were seeing more and more girls like uh, like Scarlet Envy, like mm -hmm. Aja, uh, that were uh, that were making names for themselves and, and having drag as their full-time job. And I'm like, oh, I want to do that. <laughs> and so I, um, I left that company and had a couple other jobs while really trying to dive into drag. And eventually... Drag became the full-time gig. It was fabulous. That's crazy. And like well, you were doing yeah. it kind of like early in like kind of mm -hmm. where Brooklyn was. I feel. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the days. Oh, God. Oh, oh yeah. The, the what? Which, wait, which one? TNT. Which days? The which, days. Which? All of them. Oh, the TNT days? <laughs> it's what it oh, existed. <laughs> I remember going to the first scarlet fever and Katy perry was in the audience and i remember pushing walking up to scarlet right before she started performing. i was like Katy perry's here and she's like where and i pointed in the direction wow and, and then she like ended oh up playing her too <laughs> and then oh yeah she did yeah <laughs> oh my god she did that's like full oh, that's circle so crazy. <laughs> oh the universe is so funny isn't it <laughs> uh it was oh that was so much fun tnt was so much fun <laughs> oh, there is. Oh, God. There was that that show, Truth or Bear, where you would have nightlife figures come and talk shit and spread gossip. And if they didn't want to talk shit or spread gossip, they got naked. Um, <laughs> How do we bring that back? <laughs> is that, oh, the world couldn't handle it now. Honey. No, I know. It'd is be that, canceled. And all the, yeah, all the, those, those, those self love acceptance speeches at the Glams. I don't know. <laughs> Is not there's anything wrong with positive affirmations. Positive affirmations are healthy and good for you. Um, how did you come up with your drag name that I butchered earlier? Oh, you did? Yeah. I didn't hear it. Oh, and <laughs> oh, people you and I don't I mean I'm not sensitive about how you how you say Madame Vivian uh -huh. V. It's more about how you spell it. It's M-A-D-A-M-E-V-I-V-I-E-N. 
V. Everyone wants to add an A or an extra E-N or something like that. But it's like, no, sis, keep it simple. Just like Vivian Lee. Yes. Yeah. V-I-V-I-E-N-V. I came up with it because I, um, well, I've always been drawn to uh, the Southern madams, right? Mm-hmm. Those, the, the, the women who, who, uh, the, who, who settled the West, whatever that means. <laughs> um, but, uh, and uh, I, you know, I love women who use what they got to get what they want. So I wanted that title. And I, uh, I was going through a list of names with my friend, Jesse, uh, who's from Milwaukee and she got to the name Vivian. And I was like, ooh, that sounds, yeah, Vivian Lee. Ooh, that's great. Because when you watch Vivian Lee in most anything, but like when you watch her in Gone with the Wind, which I, I would watch that movie with my mother on occasion, um, you watch her in Gone with the Wind, you just want to slap somebody. You want to find the <laughs> next man that slightly inconveniences you and <laughs> smack him across the face. And I'm like, I want to I wanna instill that kind of energy, you know? <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? And the V is for the alliteration. Madame ah. Vivian C. As it should be. <laughs> Love. So when I I asked you to send stuff over, you said at standing at seven foot, she is a larger than life Blamazon and master MC who spreads laughter with her unique storytelling. How did you yes. find your voice in nightlife? How did I find my voice in nightlife? Oh, I remember. Well, okay. So um, even in drag, I've been accused of having uh, a level of intensity that maybe makes other people uncomfortable. Um, (laughs) So um, it was really difficult for me to get booked Mm -hmm. when I started drag. Uh, so, uh, So I... I decided to 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 carve my own path, mm-hmm. and um, and I got an opportunity for a show at uh, 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 a very punky absinthe lounge called Bizarre Bizarre Bar. Oh. I started as an absinthe lounge. I forgot um, about that. Yeah, you remember Bizarre? I, I love do. Bizarre. I, I miss do. Her I, d- I did not love her. But... I miss her every day. <laughs> I, Bizarre and I we have a um, I you know I wish them the best. Mm-hmm. Um, R.I.P. And uh, uh, but they gave me my first show, mm-hmm. and that was really nice of them. They gave it to me because they were afraid I was going to sue them because I injured myself while performing for them and falling off the stage, which technically was my fault. But so I don't know. It's, it's, I'm just grateful that they that they were like, "Oh, please have this," <laughs> <laughs> and that's you get a gig. Uh, honey, do what you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, I never even said the word "sue." Is they must have <laughs> anyway. So, um, so what happened was uh, I had this show, Bizarre, which was a a um, a uh, a a, a de- what? How did I put it? Uh, it was like a. An erotic variety show that didn't take itself too seriously, um, and uh, and I would book variety acts, and I wanted to be like the variety acts that I was booking, so I started going down this like circus route, mm-hmm. and 
Um, wait, what was the original question? Oh, how'd I find my voice? Oh, yeah. that's right. And, uh, but, oh, that's right. So we don't have to talk about the story. We'll, 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 we'll talk we can, about that in the second part. Mm -hmm. We'll get to it. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. um, but so, so it was the first Bordello, my first show. We, we had a full house. Who are the, who are the guests that night? We had, um, it was, oh, it was Vagina Slams, Vagina Slams, and uh, Ms. Jade, uh. and uh there was and miranda lamvon that's right miranda oh god i miss miranda um and uh it was right before i walked on stage i realized oh shit i have to host this thing <laughs> 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 i didn't even i didn't even think of that part <laughs> uh, and uh and i was like Oh, you got to figure out something to say. So I just started talking. And um, if there's one thing I can do, it's talk. Uh, and so I, I, at first, you know, for the first many years, I was very angry. And I would lash out my insecurities at the audience. And, and, uh, and, and but luckily, I looked like a clown when I did it. So everyone just thought it was really funny. <laughs> um, and, uh, nobody was ever really scared. <laughs> um, but then, um, which thank God, thank God. Um, but then, uh, I, what, what was it? It was, I was visiting my grandparents in Florida and, uh, my grandmother is a master hostess, like can throw a cocktail party. Um, Oh, she's so amazing. And my grandfather, my grandfather uh, is her perfect, like he is, he, he is her, he is her perfect counterpart, her perfect partner in uh, whenever they throw social, so whenever they would throw social events. And I, they're my favorite people in the whole world. And I followed my grandfather around a cocktail party once. And I listened to him tell stories and he had like an arsenal of like, he used like maybe a half dozen stories that night. He has an arsenal of like a dozen stories and he tells them in such a fantastic way. He, uh, he, he, it, it's, it's his way of, of it's actually it, what it turns out is it turns out it's his defense mechanism. Cause he, he told me later in life that he gets um, socially anxious so he rehearsed a handful of stories that he modeled his storytelling style after um, a comedian. I, oh God, I'll have to ask him for the name of the comedian again. And so, but he would mimic that comedian. And, uh, but he, everyone was always so captivated and always sounds so fresh and new. And so I started mimicking his style of storytelling with things that I thought were that I thought I need to to learn how to laugh at, like, namely, really embarrassing sexual experiences, like, you know, like, like the first time that you hook up with somebody, and like the dog is in the corner of the room and it's just staring you down, and you're just like, like you start getting these. No, 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 this isn't something you can say if it's not on the stage. Uh, the joke goes into a completely different direction. Like I start talking about how you know it brings up memories of. Beauty and the Beast, and how the Beast awoke feelings in us that we still don't fully understand. You know, things like <laughs> <You're not> that. <laughs> uh, 
Um, and uh, oh God, I need to get myself to a furry convention. Uh, <laughs> but but uh, but but it, I so I would I I learned how to make the things that that the things that I felt ashamed about. I used it as like a double headed thing. Like I was like, all right, I'm gonna conquer these things that I used to to that make me feel ashamed. Because in reality, if they were, if I were to see this thing on television or or hear the story from another person, I would be cracking up, you know? And then I, and then I mimicked my grandfather's style and I would tell those stories on stage. And I became known as this storyteller. And now I tell stories about everything, like, mm-hmm. like, um, you know, scuba diving and, and, and you know, like having a run in with a, a great white shark and contemplating, um, you know, how to, you know, do I murder my father to get out of this situation? You know, it's, uh, or, uh, or, uh, that time. So there was this time I had this gig in Mexico. Okay. <laughs> and, oh my God. Okay. And so I had this yellow wig, right. That my sister Ava Jean made for me. And the way that I take my wigs, the way that I take my wigs, um, I, uh, I, I take my, I usually, I just carry my wigs. Right. And, uh, and she was done up in this gorgeous, gorgeous updo. Right. And I carry them. I put them in the box, get them security and I hold them on the plane in my lap. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going, I'm going through security. Right. And I put the, her name's Lucinda. I put Lucinda in, in the box, right? She was named okay. by a flight attendant because she's traveled a lot. Um, and, uh, and she, uh, she, she goes through the, she goes through security and then I go through security and I'm waiting for Lucinda on the, the other side of the machine. And, uh, and then I see that she hasn't come out yet. Actually, no, nothing's come out yet. And then I looked down and, and like, there's the whole, all security is stopped. And then I look at the, at the machine and I see why it stopped. I see Lucinda. Lucinda has come out of the box. She jumped out of the box and she was caught in the conveyor belt. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> and I'm like, no, Lucinda, we have a gig, you know? And then, <laughs> This TSA agent who had no business handling Uh-oh. a wig comes over, rips Lucinda out of the conveyor belt, drops her <gasps> back into the conveyor belt, rips her out again, drops her again, <laughs> and then rips her out for a third time, throws her on the ground. Another TSA agent comes over with the cart Gertie thing. They pick up Lucinda and they set her on the cart and they wheel her over to me. And honestly, I like the style better. <laughs> I almost wanted, can you wait here? I got five more at home. I can bring right on over to you. It was, oh, oh, she was perfect to perform it. Yes, stunning. Getting her home was a totally different story. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Crying. I'm speechless. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, tell Ava 
<laughs> we won't. Um, the last question for this little section is how has the Brooklyn drag scene evolved since you first started? Oh, well, well, back in my day. Um, well, when I started, I feel like we were all, um, we were all just trying to outshock one another. Or maybe I was just trying to outshock everybody. <laughs> oh no, I mean, there, there are a lot of shocking things happening. Like, the girls, we were all, the only people who really came to our shows were, were us, were like other performers. Mm -hmm. Um, There, there was, you know, a, a, the, it was a lot of like, you'd see a performance then it'd be the only time you'd see that performance uh there was uh there it was um it was a lot grittier a lot rowdier no one was nearly as pretty as they are now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god <laughs> but honey we spent hours in front of that mirror what were we doing i don't know <laughs> but lord it was nothing like it is today um like you see these these baby queens leaving their house looking stunning oh my god i didn't start looking stunning until last year and i've been doing this for 10 years um <laughs> jesus these girls um, and my eyes are beginning to go. God damn it. No, they're not. I'm not going to manifest that. But anyway, should I wear the gold? I don't know. I'm doing my makeup right now. <laughs> um, uh, well, how else has it changed? There was a lot less money. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah. Like I remember, oh God. Okay. So this is fun. So like back in the day, you know, the first Bushwick happened. Oh, I found my beauty blender. So the first Bushwick happened and, um, some of us, maybe it's just me, but affectionately call that moment the Bushwig boom. Because yeah. there's all these, um, there was, there was all, it's where, you know, Elemental Pay came from there. Uh, it's uh, a, a, a mini cupcakes, um, you know, Untitled, uh, you know, really put Horachata on the map, Mary Cherry, um, uh, Elemental Pay, Scarlet Envy, Aja, Momo Shade, all of them. And, um, you know, we didn't, we didn't really know each other, but we knew that we liked doing this thing and tutorials and everything weren't all the big deal, but we would all gather at Element O'Pay's house. And Elle lived in this huge loft with um, a reasonable amount of roommates, not an unreasonable amount, but they had enough space for a dining table. That was so long. Um, how long was it? It was so long. Um, it, she would line it up with like, a dozen mirrors that she just had around the house, every size, every lamp light that they had. And we would all go over to like Elle's house. And it, it was, it was called, um, it was called the, uh, the factory of sorts. And, uh, and, and we would all do our makeup together and it would all be for like one person's gig, usually Scarlet's because she was, the prettiest. Um, <laughs> Still is. <laughs> Still is. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, she'd be getting paid something like $50 and, and a bottle. 
and uh and so we would all do that and then hop on the train and then and then we come home and and eat fried pickles and uh oh, that was yeah that was that was what it was just it was just doing it to i guess just to do it not really knowing what you were doing why you were doing it you were just doing it because you loved it yeah, I'm sure that everybody that does drag now still does it because they love it. Um, and, you know, now there's just more reason to love it. I mean, if you can have a viable, very profitable career doing something that you love, go the fuck off, sis. Let that be your reason to love it. Yeah. That's true. So that's, that's that. <laughs> um, that note... And on that note, kids, we'll be right back. Bye. Such a long. That was I'm, so long. I'm break. I'm <laughs> exhausted from that break. It's like when you take a nap that's too long. My well, that was God. like a drag queen thirty. Like that's too real. <laughs> drag queen. Fifteen. Fifteen. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm being so silent. I'm just like. I'm, I know you're. I know um, you're like soaking it all in. Yeah. I know how you are. <laughs> it feels very much like um the scene in Paris is Burning where Dorian Corey is just telling a story <laughs> and reading. You want to talk about reading? <laughs> um, just watching you say I'm old. No, oh my god, no! It's just uh, you well, have the honey. You know, you're in my closet right now. Do you see the body? The body. Shoot, I'm uh, recording. Down. I'm recording from inside my closet. Exactly. So, so okay. everyone can have a visual. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Well. On a different note, completely. Um, <laughs> not related. <laughs> not related. Um, maybe it is. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. How um, how has becoming the resident drag queen at the House of Yes gone for you? And how did that come to be? It's 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 gone very well. Um, <laughs> it's I mean it's it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful. I have a I have a I have a family. Like it's. I have, you know, I have family members, uh, blood family members, but like these people, these people are different. Um, God, it's, we just, we live to entertain each other. Um, we, 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 we enrich each other's lives in so many different ways. And yeah, I love I love the House of Yes. I love everything that the House of Yes has done for for me, and has allowed me to to House of Yes has has allowed me to really step into myself uh, and believe in myself as an artist. Um. So I, my grandfather. I said is one of my hosting inspirations. Another one that joined my 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 conscious before I did drag 
is actually one of the House Yes founders, owners, Kay Burke. Um, it was 2012. I just moved to Bushwick and there's this thing called Bushwick Open Studios, which is where um, I should do this, this neon green, which is where um, focus, uh, Bushwick Open Studios, which, what the hell happens? Oh, it's where all the studios open up their, they open up and they let you look mm. at all the, the art and stuff. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and my friend Christy, who later became my roommate, we were looking at uh, we were looking at what were we looking at? We were looking at what was um what what was going on, and we saw this thing called the House of Yes that they were having a show, and we liked the name. It was down the road at this old like ice factory, this old box factory. This in this warehouse is completely illegal, um and uh, and we walked in, and there was a really weird performance art variety show happening. There is this this neon green um, spandex cocoon that was on stage with all these people inside of it, these lights in their hands. They were all writhing and and it went on for way too long. It was just, <laughs> it was, oh God, it was so, you know, you're just like, okay, we get it. Yeah, <laughs> um, you're unique. And, uh, and then this curly, brown-haired girl comes out from the wings after the cocoon is finally, you know, subsided. And uh, and she walks out and she goes, ooh, performance art. She's like, I call this next piece the moving of the stool. And then she walks to the other side of the stage. She grabs a stool and she starts to move it into place for the center stage for the next performer. And halfway to move it into place, she pantomimes taking a shit on the stage while holding the stool. She get moving the stool. And I was like, this chick's funny. <laughs> um, and, uh, and that was Kay Burke. And then I went to a couple of parties. And, uh, but I, it, House of Yes got shut down. I think it got shut down. Yeah, it got shut down in 2013. Hmm. No, maybe it was 2014. I remember I had already started spinning fire because at a party once, I went up to Anya Shapajnikova, one of the other founders of House of Yes, and I just said to her bluntly, I said, I'm a fire-spinning drag queen. And she said, we got to get you in one of the shows. Uh, and then, like, a week later, it got shut down and yeah. everybody got arrested. I remember walking up to it as the cops were escorting the door person out in handcuffs. Um, I think it was Gunkel was his name. Um, and, uh, and then I found out from a roommate years later, we, you know, we'd heard that House Yes was reopening in a legitimate establishment and it was going to be so exciting. They had a liquor license and a huge stage and all the things. I heard that the one and only Kay Burke was looking for an assistant. And I was like, this, this is the thing. And so I wrote the most honest cover letter that I'd ever written, got dressed up. I was wearing a, I looked like I had just walked out of uh, an express men's catalog, honey. Like <laughs> 2009. Like it was, and it, we're, we're well into like 2016. 
and I I gave Kay Burke my um my cover letter and resume, and she sent me on an errand, and uh, we traded numbers, and she would say she was going to get back to me. She's going to get back to me. She's going to get back to me, and I was running. Uh, a little after hours moment uh, at the time. Um, <laughs> and um, some of, some of, uh, one of the things that I would do is I would get up into drag with my friend Stacy Spectacular and we would go to House of Yes at 3 a.m. and we would rally up a bunch of people to bring to the after hours. <laughs> and, you know, charge them (laughs) 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 and uh and then two of our most popular customers were the two other owners of the house of yes justin and alan and uh one day they asked if i would like to be their door queen and i said yeah sure you know I almost didn't too. Oh my God. I remember because I got offered, I got offered a gig in Hell's Kitchen at the exact same time. I remember that. Oh my God. And I remember I had to, I called my friend, Steve Lewis, Steve Lewis. I met him while I was doing the door at the rumpus room. Steve Lewis is like 80s, 90s, New York nightlife. Steve Lewis prides himself on creating the bottles and models model that destroyed New York City nightlife. <laughs> um and uh and he um I was like, do I take the gig in Manhattan? Uh, because I need to build a Manhattan audience, or do I do I stick with House of Yes? And he said, uh the gig because the gig in Manhattan also paid more, just mm. slightly. And he said, stick with House of Yes. Sure enough, that other gig. I, it didn't last two weeks mm. and house of yes house of yes lasted and it's still lasting and um yeah it was uh it was it was it was you know it was just an opportunity to show them what i could do at the door in terms of turning looks and I mean, I don't think my looks, looking back, I don't think my looks were that great, but at least they were different every single time. I never wore the same thing twice for the first two years. Hmm. And uh, and then they got to know the other talents. And then they started giving me more opportunities like to host the shows, to travel to the festivals, to produce shows, uh, to... Uh, <laughs> be an ambassador of sorts it's it 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 just grew very organically um speaking of your other talents yeah i I don't know if i'm pronouncing this right so it's spinning poi is that the word that's right it's okay poi you could also eat fire you can't rope walk and Uh smash melons (laughs) that's right how did you learn all these things (laughs) Well, the smashing of the melons. I think that was probably the easier one. You'd think, wouldn't you? Oh, it's not. That's what everybody assumes. (laughs) No, it is. It's easy. Um, (laughs) The the smashing of the melons. uh, That's a that was a 
that's a bit that I lifted from Gallagher. Maybe yeah, Gallagher. He's uh, mostly known for that. Is he was yeah he's a a bit comedian. I love a bit. Fucking love a bit. <laughs> uh, the the poi. It was the my first performance was the first performance of the very first Bushwick, right? Mm-hmm. And I said I uh I did a recreation of the stay uh music video from Shakespeare's sisters. And um and the second year I was like, okay, I really gotta I gotta wow these fucking girls. Uh and I saw a commercial for like iron chef or something mm-hmm. and uh and somebody entered spinning fire on either side of them i was like that'll can do it <laughs> and um and so it was like uh it was like i think it was like just three four weeks before the thing and i found the one poi teacher in new york city claire deluxe she still teaches boy she's amazing um uh and I asked her if she'd teach me, and she did. And we created a performance to the Dion Wood song, Babies on Fire. Ooh, real original. <laughs> and, uh, and, honey, I did. I shocked. I, 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 I amazed. I wowed all eight of my friends that were there for that <laughs> 4 p.m daytime performance <laughs> it was it was amazing um and uh but that talent yeah that's been a fun one to bust out because no one sees it coming you pull the you, you can also do it with led bulbs and mm-hmm. it change colors you pull led bulbs out of your titties and they're like oh my god what a reveal <laughs> do you do it at house of yes oh yeah i do it at house of yes yeah i house feel like that yes. makes the most sense I do it wherever there's a tall enough ceiling to do it. One time I did do it at the monster. I did. I I lit poi at the monster. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's is right. I was um it was for look queen, right? Of course. <laughs> and uh and and what happened? It was for look queen. And I was there, I was going to compete, and I had my old roommates, the nudist, uh the nudist urban farmers, they'd since moved away and started farming farming um and wearing clothes and <laughs> uh and uh and they were in town and like oh my god we really want to see you perform i'm like okay and i'm like i'm gonna do, i'm gonna bust out the good one i'm gonna spin fire at this competition and i'm gonna slaughter these bitches and then no one else showed up to compete uh <laughs> so what this was so, really early in look we days, right oh yeah so no one else showed up to compete and Bob didn't want to just make me an automatic winner. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and he was like, he's like, but if you want to perform, you can. And I'm like, well, I can't just because like I didn't want to give my fire performance to not be judged because yeah. my fire performance would win me look queen, right? Mm-hmm. But then as I was about to say, oh, no, I'm not going to do it. And I'll just tell my friends, like, I'm sorry, we'll do it another time. My friends showed up, these bastards. And uh, <laughs> how dare. And they're like, we're so excited to see you perform. And I'm like, God damn it. Um, so I'm like, okay. 
Um, so I went to go fuel up and I was wearing my first lace front wig that I'd ever worn. I borrowed it from Element Opay. And I told Elle, I'm like, I pro- I'm going to take such great care of her. You know, you just, you just like this, like, this is like, this is, this is, she's going to have the best night out and she's going to come back better than she was before. And I was like, yeah, she better. Um, and, uh, and then, you know, I'm, I'm six foot four out of heels. And then with hair, heels, personality, I'm through the roof. So try to spinning fire over your head in the basement of the monsters. Oh my God. You know, so I'm there and I'm doing my performance and all the girls are just getting shot. Like this queen it was stupid when i spun fire i was i was covered in synthetic fabric it is the dumbest thing don't do it i could have died or worse right and but all the girls they're all in shock they're all amazed and i do this move where i bring the poi up over my head and they simultaneously hit the ceiling and then ricochet and land on my head and the wig in the center catches fire and all the girls reach for me to pull it off and then they realized that they could be in danger, so they all stop. And then I drop to the ground and I spin my head in circles and it extinguishes the flame. <laughs> and uh it was sickening. It was sickening. And then I um <laughs> and then I I went to L that night and I said, So I I accidentally lit her on fire. And he said, Oh, you just bought your first lace front. <laughs> 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 yeah. I that is insane. Yeah. Because the monster has very low ceilings. <laughs> I been there in low ages. But yes. <laughs> One time I did a flaming axe bit at Stonewall and almost burned down Stonewall. Also for a competition. God, that would have sucked to be the faggot that burned down Stonewall. <laughs> be to, be fair, that's, to be fair, that Stonewall is not the original Stonewall. Yeah. It's oh, it's not? To, no, it's no, next it's to the original. Next door, yeah. Yeah. Wait. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's only like half the building. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Wow. <laughs> the more you know. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> so you've performed with Casey Musgraves, so- Sophie Tucker, Trixie Mattel, yes. and opened for yes. Diana Ross and Kesha. Yes. What's, what's it been like working for and with all these like very famous people? <laughs> well, okay. Um, who uh, we can go one by one. Yeah, absolutely. I guess you, let's start with Casey. You, Casey Musgraves. It was Bonnaroo. It was 2019. Um, I, I'm not going to say that I was on LSD. <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, but what happened was it, there was a there was oh god it was crazy um so it, Casey Musgrave she had come out with that album and she was uh, doing the what was that song that song is uh, it was a song uh, the album had slow burn is that high horse um, yeah mm-hmm. yeah um and um. I, it was early in her career, so I think she was really trying to win over the gays. And uh, <laughs> and I was here for it. I like the music. And um, uh, 
they went to House of Yes and they were like, hey, Casey Musgraves would like some of your people to perform with her uh, while she sings High Horse um, as her closing song. And and uh, they were like, yeah. And so their people came through and they checked us all out. And it was kind of like being in a brothel, honestly. And sort of, they were like, we all lined up for them and it was sort of, and it gave us the eyes, the up and downs, and it was a. And there was like whispers of yes, yes, no, yes, yes, um, and luckily that was a yes, and um, they uh, we we didn't actually get to rehearse with Casey. We were to bring a fan on for her, and then frame her, and do a dance, and then exit. Mm-hmm. Not everything was communicated uh, very efficiently, um, but it was communicated and uh, the moment came and we all walk out on stage and we're facing a crowd of like, I, I don't remember the exact amount, but it was more than 10,000 people. Whoa. And... When you walk out on stage, when you are revealed to a crowd of 10,000 people and you are looking fabulous, which we were looking fabulous, the scream, honey, the scream will shake you. It was crazy. So uh, we walk out there, the people take their places and I realized oh shit, I didn't act fast enough. And I didn't, I didn't get, uh, I, so the only spot that I, I didn't have a spot on her right, a spot on her left, but actually she's a very tiny person. Yeah, she's really So I'm small. like, I'll just stand behind her. And the, you know, I'm twice her size. You know, so the whole thing, there was really nowhere else for me to go. And, uh, and so I'm standing behind her and she finishes up her song and then she turns around and she gestures with her fingers and lips the words move. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, it's time to go. And so I exit. I'm like, that was a very brief moment. And I exit. It turns out she didn't want me to leave the stage. She just wanted me to step out of this, out of her way. Cause she was exiting upstage through a little center thing. Hmm. Anyway, I, I turn around after I exit and I see everyone else is still on stage. And I see Casey has just made her exit. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. No, I'm not going to miss out on this moment. And so I walk back out there and I strike a pose right where Casey exited. And then they put the light on me and the crowd erupts again. <laughs> <laughs> we closed it out. <laughs> That's how you do it. Oh my God. Um, I need to know how you opened for Diana Ross, though. Okay. It was, well, we started with just one finger. Mm-hmm. And then, but Diana eventually, she was able to get six up in there. Mm. Um, it was gaping for Diana. No. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> what is it? Let's see. Um, the Paradise Club. Mm-hmm. which is at the top of the Edition Hotel in Times Square. 
uh, was built by Ian Schrager. Ian Schrager is one of the uh, people that built Studio 54. Mm-hmm. He was one of the owners. And uh, Mr. Schrager wanted to work with House of Yes uh, to to bring that vibe to the Paradise Club. Okay. And so the opening weekend, the lineup for the first night was Diana Ross, second night, Miss Lauren Hill, third night, Sophie Tucker. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we were the entertainment beforehand. That's basically it, is I got done up in my best Diana Ross gig. We performed for all the stars. Oh, what was her name? It was, uh, it was Kylie Jenner. Oh. Um, was, uh, the, there was that, I remember I was standing there and I leaned over to my friend, Eric Schmallenberger. And I said, that guy looks like Graham Norton. And then he walks up to me and he goes, hi, I'm Graham Norton. And it was Graham Norton. Uh, and <laughs> was the, Tina Burner there? Tina Burner was not there, but we know all, <laughs> all the stories. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, it was a whole hullabaloo of who's that, who's the sexy guy in American Horror Story? The uh, first one. Um, but it was, it was an A-list event and Diana Ross, she takes the stage She's gorgeous. She's fantastic. And then someone in the very front of the crowd, someone in the front of the crowd, they poked her. Um, and what? she raised her hand to smack him. And then, um, and then they gave her the finger. And then they were almost crowd surfed out of the club by all these other A-list celebrities. It was crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> there was rumor there was rumor that some of the people backstage I was never told this but that when the boss was coming down the halls that someone was sent ahead of time to tell them that Diana is coming the boss is coming Miss Ross is coming and that they had to stand with their backs to the wall and avert their eyes. <laughs> they were not to look at the boss before she went on stage. As she should. <laughs> Honestly, same. Like, <laughs> um, so you've spoken at Columbia University. What was that like? Oh, that was um, what was that like? That was What was that? That was probably <laughs> was, was that 2018? Was that 2019? I think it was 2018. It was someone that I met through House of Yes mm-hmm. that was uh doing an event about They were doing a no, no, no. It wasn't House of Yes, or was it? Maybe we spoke at House of Yes. Anyway, um, they were doing a study on uh, the 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 
queens in social media. This was at the time of, uh, that's how we could track it. This was at the time when Facebook was going around and forcing drag queens and, uh, mm. and trans people to change their names mm-hmm. on Facebook to the names that were on their IDs. And this was affecting people's money. This yep. was affecting people's mental health. This was, and it was, I think it, they found out that it was all because of some homophobic employee that oh, all this is that. happening. I, that's what I was told. I don't know. Ah. I don't, I don't watch the news. I just, I just listen to gossip. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and uh, which is, isn't that the same thing? Honestly. Um, honestly. Honestly. The news these days. Um, <laughs> and well, well, wait, hold on. So what happened? Oh, right. And so I just went and I spoke about how uh, the Brooklyn community, the Brooklyn drag community, how we were able to fully form our characters in our social media presences. Uh, and that 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 as social media grows we're just going to grow and we're going to grow strong with it that was pretty much it and everyone was uh it, it was it was just speaking at a hall it was i mean i was expecting it to be something really really incredible but it just sounds really good on a resume honestly <laughs> <laughs> i'm here for it <laughs> that's how you do it well, speaking of social media, I didn't put this in the outline, but you're like TikTok is really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it is. <laughs> yeah, I feel like oh, it's really God. informative. <laughs> well, tell, tell, tell. Well, what do you mean it's informative? I was like, like I, I like, I like to see like your your day in the life and like all the things you get up to. Oh yeah, oh that's only half of it, really. <laughs> um, We're only getting half the story. Yeah, uh, it's, untucked. It's, tune in for untucked. Uh-huh. The MVP, the MVP untucked. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, that'll be the name of my OnlyFans. <laughs> oh God. God. No, yeah, I like to pack my days. Um, and uh I I'm it's you know, life you you don't know how long life is going to be. And uh what I have what I have what I have learned in my in in through my experience is so far is the the best way for me to navigate life is to uh is to have a purpose it doesn't matter what that purpose is as long as that purpose is bringing myself joy and brings joy to others and uh and you have to set specific goals that fit into that purpose, but you have to think of those goals at the way that you would think of them when you were a kid. Like when I was, you know, when I was growing up on the farm and I would talk about working on Broadway, I wasn't taken seriously. And then I write a paper about Michael David and I end up becoming his executive assistant, you know, like, and Honey, I was a terrible student. Like I was, it's. I had, I had so many issues. Uh, I really had no business, no business having that dream come true, and it did. And I've had other dreams come true. Like I, 
I didn't think I was anywhere near good enough to be the 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 resident drag queen of the House of Yes. And turns out I was. <laughs> uh it's it's you you gotta so you gotta you gotta dream really, really big. So and and eventually, you know, the the universe sort of sees that, feels that, catches up to that, and those dreams do come true. It always takes a little bit longer than you think it's going to take. Always. And uh, so uh, what, what's the thing? So so I like to fill my days with an abundance of activities to make myself a better artist um, and make sure that I'm I'm budgeting time to really enjoy the riches of this city. Because that's why, you know, we moved here so we could see everything that's going on. So we do everything that's going on. And uh, so we can have stories to tell. Right. Um, so like uh, those day in the life things, they're really fun to make. But like on an average day, you know, I, I wake up when I don't have a gig. I wake up at 7 a.m. I take an ice cold shower. I meditate. I stretch. And uh, then I have a huge breakfast and I practice splits and Spanish because I've learned I can't practice those things individually. Otherwise, I'll get really bored. Uh, so, And I, I, I would really like to learn how to do the splits because then my legs are so long. It would be amazing. <laughs> um, and uh, but I do fear that what's going to end up happening is I'm only going to be able to see spanish while in the splits um, <laughs> i mean whatever you got to do to get through customs i guess <laughs> and uh and and then i um i do my social media you can tell when i'm having a when i'm behind schedule when i haven't done a social media post mm. and uh if there is time i'll read some of my book whatever book i'm reading and then i get to the gym by 10 a.m um or you know go take a, a stretching class or a ballet class or uh because dancing is not my strongest suit we're working on it now <laughs> and always it is it is a check of the ego taking these classes with these 20 something year old supple nyu students mm -hmm. but it's uh but i mean it's, thank good for them i'm playing <laughs> catch up um and uh and then and then I start my day and I do like admin work. I'm, uh, I'm working for this, um, I'm working for this new hookup app called Motto hmm. on expanding their network. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's really fantastic. It's like, it's like Grindr, but without all the toxic bullshit, it's really wonderful. <laughs> it's, they have, they have a, a way of uh, verifying profiles. There's no catfishing. There's no faceless oh. photos. It matches you to people that 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 match that have similar interests, similar kinks, things like that. And it gives you a select number of matches every day. Like it gives you 15. So that way you're not endlessly scrolling. Mm -hmm. You have like a chance and then you can connect with these people. And it works. <laughs> anyway, so that and then at night I do my shows. She's booked and blessed. <laughs> it's a full day. You're so busy. Yeah. 
I wonder, I do wonder what I'm running from though. Um, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, I think we can take our last break before we wrap up. Well, we have more questions, but this oh, is our fabulous. second break. Yeah. Um, we'll be right back, kids. We're going to take our last little break and we'll get into our usual wrap up bullshit. So <laughs> we'll be yeah. right back. Flying. And we're back. We're back. Woo. We're back. And uh what is it? More news at eleven. Um sure. Which sure. eleven? Which eleven? <laughs> um this is Caitlin's usual question. I actually I... know the answer to this, but we're okay. gonna ask it here anyway. Okay. Um oh, please, please. I, I haven't been talking that much this episode, so I feel like I should ask. You can ask uh, it. Yeah. Ask uh, the question. <laughs> um do you think you'll ever be on drag race or drag? Yes. And I'll work? win too. Yes. Um I mean I'll get on. I mean, it's, it's, I mean I'd like to get on. That'd be uh, nice. God damn it. Is I think it'd be, I think it'd be really fun. I think it'd be great for this show. The Talking Heads Good. alone, like the Talking Heads alone, they should yeah. cast you right now. <laughs> Tell them. <laughs> Try. I'm on the phone with Wow right now. I promise. I mean, Mark is one of the casting directors, so <laughs> uh, let's not get into that. Um, um, what future projects do you have coming up? Oh, oh, well, motto, like I said, motto is uh, something that I'm very excited about right now. Uh, if there's one thing that I am passionate about, it is casual dating and hookups. And so expanding this network uh, is, 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 is a really exciting adventure for me. Um, and it's allowing me to uh, get more money into the uh the 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 drag world because for like creating events and and all these fabulous soirees for people to come and meet and connect and they're being entertained by local fabulous entertainment that's so cool yeah so that is something that i'm excited about uh what else am i excited about I mean, you have a lot. Oh my God, my Clusterfuck (laughs) Cabaret is celebrating two years on March 24th. Ooh. It is a Friday. It will be at House of Yes. Oh my God. This show is every... We have Storm Marrero, who can sing the house down. We have Joshua Hubbard, who is going to... Oh, I'm sorry, Joshua Holden. Joshua Hubbard is this fantabulous fantabulous, um, English voguer. Um, and, uh, but, but Joshua Holden is an incredible, sweet ass, sexy ass puppeteer. And then we have Blaine Petrovia, this, uh, pole dancing champion and Jamie CD, one of the sexiest drag queens in the world. My God, she, she was there when I first started the show. 
um it's, God, this it's, it's one of my favorite shows it's a variety show but it's also like a late night talk show but live where i interview all of the guests live on stage we do little bits and things and it's from 7 30 to 9 30 at house of yes and uh there's all these little perks and sparkles like macaroons and and candy and and glitter that flies through the audience it's great it's a good time it sounds so fun tickets available on eventbrite yes and where can people like see where you perform i know you have a lot of things well i'm at house of yes every friday uh with the drag race viewing party we call it screen queens it's with my sister pixel the drag jester we started at house of yes around the same time we are the queens of, of house we're the old biddies of house of yes i guess you could say <laughs> we're not old even well i mean parts of us are uh, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, then every Wednesday, which is what I'm doing my makeup for right now. Oh, I don't know when we're recording this release. Sorry, it's, I don't. It's fine. It. It's fine. fine. Doesn't matter. It's every Wednesday. Illusion. There's no but, illusion. Um, <laughs> but every Wednesday, I'm at Joyface in the East Village on Seventh and C, where we have Miss Satomi Face putting glitter on everybody's face. We have fabulous disco and throwback music. Like it is, it is just good vibes all around. And uh, and then I give shows at eleven o'clock. It's super super fun. Awesome. So where what's, else am I? Yeah. Am I where else? No, not consistently. Well, okay. I host shows at House Yes, but like those are the things I'm most excited about. Awesome. So what's the best advice you've been given in drag or about drag? Oh, God. It's the best advice I've been given in drag. Or, or any, the best advice you could give someone else about drag. Take the shoes off when the gig's over. <laughs> Heard. <laughs> like, like it's, uh, the, the best advice that I could give, it, it, like it does, actually, it falls into that, is, you know, this is supposed to be fun. The whole thing is supposed to be fun. And it's a privilege. It's a privilege to entertain. It's a, a privilege to, to, you know, even in a free country, to have enough freedom and gall to express yourself in such a dramatic manner you know you know we don't we don't have to do anything in this life we're not entitled to anything in this life we get to do everything in this life i've said this before you know there are so many things that have to happen in order for us to exist there's so many things that had to happen in order for us to exist like here now on this planet with all these people uh it, it at this time so if you're going to do drag make sure that you're enjoying every step of it every little little bump every little hurdle every little uh uh every every little city gig um you know and, and, and just just every every part of it you know 
every reaction, whether it's good or bad, it's a reaction. Find a way to like it. <laughs> um, or, uh, you know, find a way to turn it into something powerful, like a good story. That's right. Speaking of good stories. You've given us so many. <laughs> uh, honestly. <laughs> yes. Um, so um, it's time for my favorite question, which is, what is um, can you tell us a crazy nightlife tale? Something that is oh. the best one. <laughs> the crazy nightlife tale. That's happened to you. Someone you know, something you've yeah. heard about. No apples, please. <laughs> okay. You don't want the Apple story. What is a crazy nightlife tale? Okay. Okay. All right. So, like I said before, I was in. I was in the uh, the after hours game, right? Mm -hmm. And I would produce after hours parties well one of the after hours parties that i produced was an underground lap dance club <laughs> and i really used my title madame to help um promote the the event and i would bartend at the event and uh one time Someone, I don't know how, it was probably me. Someone who worked for the press got into the event. And uh, and we were really chill, casual, and stupid about the whole thing. And they asked if they could take some photos. <laughs> um, and they asked us questions. And in our inebriated state, we were more than happy to comply. <laughs> Um, I don't drink anymore. Uh, I haven't had a drink since 2019. Um, F for good reason. Uh, <laughs> and, and so, you know, that little newspaper that they hand out on the subway in the mornings. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. It's like New York. The post. It, it, I think it is. Time out. It's, it's not time out. It's There's time a bunch out. of them. It's like New York Magazine or something. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, we have one of our after-hour weekends. The Monday comes around when uh, that after this this reporter person was there, and there on the cover of the of I think it's the New York Magazine is the ass of one of my friends who was working at the after hours, and you go through the whole article. And there's all of our quotes. And you know, these were, it was a female owned and operated business where all these, these strippers were taking charge of their lives, their bodies and their, uh, their income. And they didn't want to be, you know, paying out fees mm -hmm. to these other, to these men that owned these clubs and uh, and yeah, I was just a promoter and bartender. After that article came out, we throw a party that next weekend, and it gets raided. <laughs> oh raided no! By the police. Oh no! And 
it was like a scene from a movie. It's all these girls in lingerie scattered everywhere. Everyone's running. And then the woman who runs the scene, she runs up to me and she gives me this huge envelope of money and she shoves it into my bra. And she's like, get out of here. Act drunk. I didn't have to act. And, <laughs> uh, and, and, you know, I'm staggering out of the, out of the place, acting like I was some kind of patron who was just, you know, there. And, uh, and, and we make it out. Nobody gets in trouble, you know, and, and, uh, but we realize that we can't host that party there. So we find another location. <laughs> <laughs> and we run it a couple of times. And then it gets raided again. Same story. Girls in lingerie (laughs) running everywhere. (laughs) And another envelope of money shoved into the corset. (laughs) And then it just stagger on out of there. (laughs) Cops don't want to deal with the giant (laughs) cross-dresser. And uh, and we were like, shall we go for three? (laughs) (laughs) And we went for three. And after we did the third time, we, uh, we... we thought it was best to shut. We we pressed our luck too many times. Shut down the business. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. I think they quoted me as Miss Rose in the article. If I oh my god! Honestly, this is one of my, the funniest episodes we've done. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! I'm I feel like I'm. <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> I I feel like I've done no work at all because you've just keep giving us the content <laughs> and I love it. Oh my god, it's so funny. Oh, all right. Uh, so, okay. We our last question. That. Okay. Last, last question. Last question of the night. Last question of the night. Oh, yeah. Before you ask it. Yeah. Before you ask it, I have to find this tape. I'm so yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, you're fine. You're good. It's the next step, and I'm I'm, I'm already running. If there's one thing I would really love to master, it's punctuality. <laughs> but, Wouldn't we all? Uh, I don't know her. No, we've never met. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the last question. Okay, is, last question. Where do you want to take your drag in the future? Take it to the moon and beyond. <laughs> um, I want to... I want to, oh, God, I just want to be one of the world's greatest entertainers. I really do. I'd like to have my own variety show on television, like the Carol Burnett show, where I bring on celebrity guests, and we do, we do, you know, musical numbers, and and, uh, we tell dirty stories, and we we have uh, offensive sketches. And not that Carol Burnett's sketches were offensive. Well, some of them were. I mean, some of them were a bit dated. Uh, but, uh, but, but, uh, but most of them, it was just good old humor. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that that's a really big dream. I would, uh, I'd like to tour the world with Clusterfuck Cabaret. Um, I, I'd like to host the Oscars and, uh god you know win an egot win <laughs> drag race um and uh and oh, god what else would i like to do is uh, oh i would really 
I would really <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's I a lot know. of stuff. Run for I know it's a lot of stuff. I would say I would really, I would like to. Well, I mean, there is one more story. Let's do, do it. it. Let's, Let's hear do it. it. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, God. Okay. Well, all right. One of the, one of the reasons I have to win Drag Race, you see, is so I can eventually somehow, some way, be forced into a gig with Sasha Valore. Uh oh. I love Sasha. Oh, okay. I think Sasha is absolutely incredible. Uh, and I think she's one of the greatest artists to to <laughs> to ever live. And the things that she has done for drag, uh, the things that she has done for queer visibility are outstanding. However, Sasha has gotten very busy mm -hmm. and she has never returned a text. So I stopped texting years ago. Mm. Around the time that I stopped texting, uh, I was doing a I was doing a gig at Branded Saloon, and I would normally do that gig with my sister Kinga, but filling in that night was Florence Delee back when she still performed, mm -hmm. and uh, and I showed up and I was wearing this. Rose brocade cocktail dress that was custom made by Miranda Lambon, Jonathan Miranda, the drag queen from the first Bordello. Uh, and you see, I was given that cocktail dress at a Bordello performance, actually, a Bordello performance that Sasha Valore, it was the first Bordello performance that Sasha attended. Mm -hmm. And uh, I get out of the car and Florence sees the, the cocktail dress and she goes, I know this dress. I love this dress. And I said, mm, you don't know this dress. I've only worn this dress twice. The first night I got it at Bordello. And now, in this moment. And she said, no, no, no. Sasha came to me. And she showed me a photo of this dress. And she said, can you make this for me? And then I thought about it and I was like, that dress did look familiar. And Florence said that the dress inspired the iconic dress with which the rose petals fell. And so I'd like to walk up to Sasha Valore and I'd like to say, nice dress. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to end a podcast <laughs> i mean i just saw her at night camp so yeah i'll tell her it's incredible yes, yes. <laughs> absolutely she yeah. needs to get you on I, I agree that would be oh god it'd be so fun god it's just she's just she's outstanding she always has been yeah it's true um, well, thank you so much, babe, for Yay! 
Well, talk thanks to for us. having me, y'all. Oh my god, yes. of course. Such um, a good guest. Yes, absolutely. Um, don't say that about everything. <laughs> also true. <laughs> um, we love a little bit of shade. <laughs> just a little. Just a little. Just a little taste. Um, where can the kids find you online? Oh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as Madame Vivian V. That's M-A-D-A-M-E-V-I-V-I-E-N-V. Love. Adore. Yes. Please um, follow me on TikTok. I think you have to do that now in order to get famous. I think so. You're not wrong. I'm, <laughs> I'm not good at the, the TikToks so far. So We're getting there. I like well, editing. It's fun. It's time consuming. It is time consuming. <laughs> we, all, we all know about editing. Yeah. Um, well, thank you so much, babe, for joining us. Um, thank you. Of course. Um, I was Martyr. I was Sweet Temper. And this was... Bye, kids. Bye. I'm C. Tepper. You can follow me on Instagram at C-T-E-P-P-E-R and read my book, The State of Drag, where I interviewed 175 drag queens from around the world. All proceeds go to charity on Amazon.com. Ooh, I love that. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Drag the Martyr. And if you have any thoughts, comments, dick pics, send them to dragthemartyr at gmail.com. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Pandora. And catch up with past episodes on work.com. That's W-E-R-R-R-K.com. Artwork for Wigging Out was provided by Glitter Baby Online. That's Glitter Baby Online. Thank you. Ha <laughs> ha!